Dave, thanks for uh, kind of running the store without me. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. No, it was, it was uh, fun to get a lot of people on the show, and, and uh, we got more lined up. And uh, But uh, how are you doing? I, I'm, I'm good. well busy, obviously. I've, I've been traveling. I've been just keeping the wheels on the bus, Dave. I gotta, someone, someone's got to, this battleship doesn't drive itself. You know what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. So, but uh, I've been spending uh, some of my spare time uh, on Twitter, um, mm-hmm. although not lately, as we'll talk about. <laughs> um, but the uh, I found actually two Twitter accounts that I can strongly recommend to you, um, both of which mm-hmm. are extremely nerdy and very much along the lines of the uh, things fitting perfectly into other things account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the first is Machine Picks. Okay. Can, you, can you guess what it is? Uh, pictures of machines. That's correct. And so it's pictures of machines and it's basically, uh, it's a, how it's made, um, Mm -hmm. in a, in like a 30 second GIF. So if you were curious how Rotini is created, you can Mm -hmm. check that out. Also how plates are made. Ceramic plates are manufactured on an industrial scale. Um, Mm -hmm. lots of like how cookies are put together. Um, one of my favorites is, um, how the heads get onto pins. Mm-hmm. So there's a, and it's amazing. It's a, what's most amazing about it is like the number of highly specialized machines out there. It's just amazing. There's one machine, Dave. So it's whole whole job. The whole job. Only thing the machine does it, it makes piles of potatoes. Ah, I wish I had that job. Seriously, seriously. Yeah. And then related to that, I, I also found a uh, uh, a Twitter account that is devoted entirely to uh, the Japanese art of joinery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, taking uh, you know different, taking different pieces of wood, joining them together. Um, and as far as I can, all, always without use, actually using a nail. Um, mm. So like incredibly intricate designs, very careful, but it's all kind of animated and kind of CAD style. So you can kind of see how it all comes together. And it really is just breathtaking. It's so cool. So anyway, mm. I'll include link to Machine Picks and the Japanese Joiner website in, uh, in the show notes. Nice. Yeah. How about you? Ah, I'm, I'm doing all right. I, uh, you, know, you know, it's great to work at a company like Red Hat where it's like if you need help, uh, people reach out for help. And, uh, and so good news, bad news is that, uh, the guy was like, yeah, call me at Friday at six o'clock and we'll talk and he's going to help me out. So it's awesome. But, um, that puts us on a time schedule. So, um, but with that, let's, do you want to go ahead and get started? What, what do we have on the show today? Yeah, let's get this, uh, let's get this thing on the road. So, um, as we speak, actually the, uh, distributed denial of service attack on the Dyn DNS service, um, mm-hmm. which knocked out what Spotify, Twitter, um, anyway, a huge chunk of websites were, were knocked out by this attack, um, which is, anyway, we'll talk more about it later. Uh, pretty ironic uh, attack because uh, the Dyn DNS service is actually designed to prevent denial of service attacks. Um, mm-hmm. So, but anyway, we'll talk more about that later. Um, well, so we'll also be talking, speaking of the distributed denial of service, we'll talk about a new Bitcoin uh, derivative based on distributed denial of service attacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Playing okay. buzzword bingo here, and I'm getting pretty close. And then, uh, and then also, Dave, you found a USB kill stick. Yep. Yeah, it's great for trick or treaters. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Dave, if, folk, if folks want link to, want links to my new favorite Twitter accounts or to uh, more information about this uh, this Bitcoin stuff, we're going to be talking about. What website should they go to? DGShow.org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner Show.org. Very nice. Very nice. And what's on the Gunner floor this week? All kinds of stuff. We got Orthodox rabbis uh, singing Pink Floyd. We have a marionette drumming Rush. We have the National Air and Space Museum tour guide speaking Klingon, and also uh, harp officials uh, dispelling rumors of uh, controlling our minds. Ah, okay. Well, that sounds comforting. 
That's uncomforting. Um, well, what do you say? Let's uh, let's get this uh, let's get this thing going. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, I I, I got to tell you that I upgraded to the latest version of Nexus on my telephone mm -hmm. or latest version of Android on my Nexus phone, and mm -hmm. this feature that they've been promising for a while finally turned on. And I'll admit that I actually kind of like it. Um, yeah. It's a little robot inside my phone which can see a recognized Wi-Fi uh, connection, mm -hmm. public one, right? So it'll automatically connect to it for me, and then mm -hmm. it will connect to a Google VPN uh, mm -hmm. so to keep all my stuff safe. Yeah. Yeah. So so does it – and that's uh, what uh, Google's uh, Wi-Fi assistant, and it's yep. built into the OS. And um, does it uh, work with, like, captive portals, or is it just, like – does it have to be like a just a random wide open access point? It appears to only work with the random wide open whatevers. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Right. So like library or whatever, it would probably just like sniff it. No captive portal, just connect and yep. yeah, yeah. So exactly. why why uh, why uh, is a VPN good in that circumstance? So in that well, in that case, so Wi-Fi unless you're using a password. Um, then the then the Wi-Fi is basically unencrypted, and so any joker sitting in the coffee shop could uh, sniff your sniff your web traffic, right? Mm -hmm. um, yep, yep. And so doing put them put it on the VPN automatically. That's the big selling point for me. Is because uh, yeah, I would love to connect to public Wi-Fi stations, and um, but I do want it uh, encrypted so that not everybody can sniff my stuff. Um, yep. Without that VPN, I actually turned Wi-Fi off when I left the house, right? Because uh, I didn't want to accidentally connect to something and start betraying myself. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's it's a nice peace of mind. There is a trade off that wasn't there. Oh, of course. Um, they they get to uh, 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 curate your uh, data traffic, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I guess technically, if Google, if I felt like Google cared, Google could probably then sniff my web traffic because I'm through the VPN. I'm actually routing all of my communications through them. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, but I'm an old man. I can't. Uh, I can't. I can't be that secure anymore. I feel. Um, I yeah. Feel on balance, this seems like like of all the things that I've already given Google, like I might as well just go bet on Google's right. Um, one more thing. One yeah. more thing. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. That's right. So well, it, it's interesting. I used to be of the. I used to be of the mind of like, nope, not betraying anything. I'm not going to give up anything to any companies, and that's hard. That's very labor intensive and. Crazy, live in a cave. Live right. in a cave, right? Exactly. Um, and so, to mitigate my, to mitigate the damage, I'm taking the strategy of uh, just letting, like, just deciding that I trust Google for no reason at all. I'm just deciding it's going to be Google. And my wife, for example, same thing, but she does it for Apple. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, well, also, you know, the other benefit with VPNs is uh, that they typically provide the DNS for you too. So as opposed to like, you know, if somebody hacks your DNS, it's game over. Like any, you know, you're screwed as far as like any yeah. sort of encrypted traffic. And, you know, because uh, if you could, you could spoof, if you could spoof the DNS traffic, then that's just bad. So mm -hmm. um, having Google provide the DNS, I think is probably a nice thing compared to like Larry's muffler shop that you're connected to or something like that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, there's another benefit to this too, is that you're screwing your phone company, which I very much enjoy. Yeah, so they can't optimize your traffic. Yeah, that's right, and they can't uh, they can't make me blow out my data allocation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. So there was a, a one thing I saw about um, there's a, a device that you could plug into your uh, USB port. We got a whole bunch of USB things coming up on tap here. So um, so you plug this device into your USB port, and it's a 
like a embedded Linux box, essentially. Mm -hmm. And what it will do is you could set it up to act like a um, like an Ethernet uh, card or Ethernet port. And mm -hmm. um, actually, it would be an Ethernet card, and then it would show up, and then um, it would get connected to the computer. So you got your laptop, you plug in this USB embedded device into the into your laptop. And then it will um, it'll connect. It'll act like a, an Ethernet device. And then um, once it's connected, it will start uh, spinning up services like um, like Samba services and things like that. And then do requests of uh, for like password hashes. And uh, it actually works on Mac and on um, on Windows. Hmm. So. Um, all you have to do, if you have the computer booted up, logged in, and even with the screen locked, um, you can grab those hashes. Wow. Yep. Wow. So no legitimate use? Um, for good, uh, probably no. Um, <laughs> penetration testing, no. But if you're an attacker, you could have a lot of fun with that, where you, you grab some uh, hashes and, and you could figure out people's passwords yeah. um, just by plugging into a USB port. And um, they, somebody I saw in the comments in the in the link in the show notes, uh, somebody got it working on like a five dollar Raspberry Pi Zero. Wow, wow! This is that's exactly the kind of device I expect that people have when I lock or unplug my computer in a hotel room, right? I'm kind of imagining mm -hmm. the maid coming in and dropping a device exactly like that into my USB port, right? Mm -hmm. That's what maids do. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> State sponsored maid. <laughs> Yep. So you're right. We do have a bunch of USB stuff. Okay. Well, what's the next? What's the next? Uh, what's the next USB okay. device? Um, so, like you know about the. Uh, it seems like every episode we're talking about these guys in Israel that are doing air gap jumping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like they're like the evil Knievel of air gaps, um, I guess. Um, <laughs> but so they are now able to do this with a US with a USB device, and so like you know how like you have like your like um external USB drive, mm -hmm. you know, that's like sitting outside and then you have your USB cable. Um they would use the USB cable to generate an RF signal um and by doing writes to the USB drive in a particular way, it will generate an RF signal uh that can um that can be picked up with a thirty dollar radio antenna from fifteen to fifteen feet away. Whoa. Okay, so we've seen a similar attack in the past, but that was acoustic, right? It was... Mm -hmm. Okay, but this is actually... <laughs> this is... You're right. These guys are the evil Knievel bear gaps. Like, being able to manipulate the metal in a way that generates a radio frequency that they can then tempest their way into, into ground. Yeah. Wow. By That's doing awesome. file rights. Yeah, to this <laughs> USB amazing. drive. That's and, amazing. And you don't need to be root. You just need to be able to have right access to that drive and just, like, as a regular user, so... Awesome. Yep. Good for them. That's great. So you're, you're probably thinking it's like I'm done with USB ports, right? You don't want to use them anymore. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah. 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 So instead of epoxying it shut, um, mm -hmm. there's there's actually a device that you could buy for $56 that you could stick into your USB port. It will um, rapidly charge the capacitors uh, in the power supply in it and then discharge it, which would totally destroy your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reminded of that XKCD uh, panel about the passwords and, and wrenches, right? Like, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to take us 100 years to crack this password, or we could just use this wrench to beat it out of him. Like, it's kind of like paying 56 bucks, but, but actually watching a computer get fried um, by overcharging capacitors. That sounds like that sounds like a blast. That sounds like well, fun. yeah, or if all of a sudden, you know, somebody's breaking in and you need to, you know, that, that state-sponsored maid or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you, and you need to, like, wipe your uh, computer pretty quickly, uh, 56 bucks can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I just thought my, my father was in uh, Korea, and he's got stories of, uh, uh, and he was kind of in, the, in his office. Um, the idea was that if, if the North Koreans uh, rushed the base, um, that uh, he had these, I think, I guess it was phosphorus grenades or magnesium yeah. grenades. Um, yeah, and burn bags. Burn yeah. bags. Yeah, and so, you know, all the grenades, they would have grenades on top of the filing cabinets. And so before you fled for your life, you pulled the pin on all these grenades and they would burn through the filing cabinets, destroying all the contents. So I guess mm-hmm. this is just a uh, $56 equivalent of a... Uh, electronic digital ele- version. Electronic yeah. phosphorus grenade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yep. it. I like it. That's great. That's good. Yeah. Yep. And... Uh, so the other thing that in Australia, uh, there have been reports of people putting malicious USB sticks in uh, mailboxes. Oh, like a like in the way that like researchers leave them. Like we've talked mm-hmm. about this before, people leaving them in in parking lots and stuff like that. Right? Yep. Yep. Did well? Did they yep. figure out who it was? I don't think so. Was it cl- so. was it cl- was it clowns? Um, I don't know. It's it's the clowns. That's like a thing now. Uh, yeah. the, the whole clown business. I, I it, it must suck to be a clown these days. You probably can't get any work. And <laughs> so, well, actually, so it's funny because I've listened to two podcasts about this now, and one of them was about uh, clowns who, yes, are not. Are, their business is suffering uh, because of mm-hmm. this. Um, and then second is a parenting podcast where it's the two parents basically uh, completely befuddled by the number of notifications they've gotten from their respective schools about clown incidents. Um, I'll put a link to that in the show notes to the mom and dad are fighting podcast is the name of the podcast. Um, and, uh, they, they spent 15 minutes to kind of wring their hands over the, over what is the clown thing? What does it mean? And, uh, as it turns out, I, I learned on this podcast that, um, scares like this happen pretty frequently. Um, uh, you can actually, they happen on a cycle and sometimes it's clowns, sometimes it's something else, but there's just kind of a, uh, a general panic in the zeitgeist. Um, mm-hmm. It, that uh that seems to come up really interesting, really interesting. yep like fear mongering it's like a jg ballard novel uh okay so g- give me some news on the uh advertising front we haven't really talked about uh, uh kind of yeah evil advertising practices lately yeah so um you use facebook as much as i do i think mm-hmm. um and uh so i they are actually doing some testing right now to have uh video ads play with the sound on by default monsters Mm-hmm. monsters that's awful yep I don't, I don't care for that at all yep yeah yeah they were they were uh facebook spokesman said uh this is one of several tests we're running as we work to improve the video experience for people on facebook <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the help facebook mm-hmm. yep yeah but speaking of of ads um do, do you use an ad blocker uh yes Yes, I do use an ad blocker. What's your what's your ad blocker of choice? Hold on, he said as he clicks it. Uh, UBlock Origin. Ah, okay, that's what I'm using. Yep. I, I switched from UBlock, or I'm sorry, AdBlock Plus to UBlock Origin, mm-hmm. and uh, seems to be a lot leaner. Maybe it's a placebo effect, but mm-hmm. like especially on my Chromebook, which is and on like I do Firefox on my um, Android uh, phone. Uh, which can do plugins and it can do uh, ad blocking. 
um, it seems like uBlock is a lot leaner. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yep. And I've had, and it's really been kind of an install and forget kind of experience with uBlock Origin. I've been yeah. really happy with it. Yep. Yeah. Um, nice. And as far as I know, they're not doing the shakedown thing, which AdBlock Plus was like, was it, doesn't AdBlock Plus have that thing where if you're an advertiser, you can pay AdBlock Plus to not get blocked? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. uBlock Origin. Everybody should use it. Strongly recommended. Um, yep. Hey, going back to Facebook for a second, I just remembered. Uh, so for a variety of reasons, I was trying to get on WhatsApp in the last mm -hmm. couple couple weeks because uh, I was like, hey, half the half the planet is on WhatsApp. Like maybe maybe there's something that to that. Maybe I ought to consider mm -hmm. it. Um, and uh, poking around. Anyway, they as as I think we talked about WhatsApp uh, changed their privacy policy so that um, all of your interactions and metadata are actually shared with Facebook, which is their parent company, mm -hmm. and. This is very tricky. For 30 days, if you were an existing WhatsApp user, you could opt out of it mm -hmm. for forever. Mm -hmm. However, yeah. if, you, if you go and install it now, you, there is no opt-out. Hmm. So you, wow. can get, you can get grandfathered into the original privacy policy, but you're not allowed to, uh, you're not allowed to do it now. So anyway, I had to uninstall Thanks, it. Facebook. Yeah, thanks, Facebook. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Anyway, all right. Uh, what else? Give, give, give me another reason to, to <laughs> as if the debates weren't enough. Give me, give me a reason to despair for humanity. Um, yeah, so let's, let's see here. Um, so this is a little bit old news, but fun. Let's, let's talk about denial of services for a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, so have you seen that with uh, Krebs on security um, getting uh, a denial of service attack? Uh, yeah, I did hear about this. I did hear about this. So Krebs, Brian Krebs, obviously a big deal security researcher, um, very popular. Um, he's known for kind of infiltrating the communities and um, like making friends with a lot of these folks, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so he and so to me, it's like, OK, it's a denial of service attack. The, the really interesting thing to me was that it was done by IoT devices. That I hadn't heard. I hadn't heard that. Yes. Part. Oh, yes. interesting. Yes. Um, so it was uh, done by like DVRs, uh, like webcams, stuff like that. Uh, 620 gigabits per second, uh, like a botnet of these IoT devices that uh, that made that happen. Wow. Wow. So the robots really were rising up against him. Yep. 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 Yeah. And then um, then also a little while later, there was another one that was... Uh, um, 145,000 hacked cameras was taken down. I think it was a French, uh, uh, French web hosting site, 1.1 terabits per second worth of, of IOT devices, uh, doing a denial of service attack. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. I mean, you, it, it's hard not to be impressed by that. It's hard yeah. not to be impressed by that. And that's where, you know, you, you know, it's like, who cares about these IOT devices are cheap. You put them on there, you, you keep them separate, but that, that can be pretty bad, right? Where you get them all working against uh, a, a focused target. But, uh, but it looks like the Brian Krebs site is on back online. Thanks to uh, Google uh, project shield. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. So we talked about that one before a couple mm -hmm. episodes, many episodes ago about how um, Google shield will, you know, basically they're taking advantage of all of their denial of service technology that they live with every day mm -hmm. and um, providing this uh, protection capability to uh, people that are, um, you know, doing like news sites that are censored by a state sponsored uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where 
uh, to stifle people's uh, freedom of speech. So um, uh, good good work for uh, Google there. Yeah, yeah, really nice. I mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, that's amazing. That's a that's just incredible. Terrible. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, and and so, but the the cool thing is that you could try. Um, the uh, this denial service code yourself because uh, the hacker that came up with it mm-hmm. was kind enough to open source his uh, denial service code. I don't even know how I feel about that. Yeah. That, I, well, I mean, that's remarkable, right? Yeah, well, and it wasn't done for altruistic reasons. It was it was probably to get the 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 fuzz off his tail, right? Where it's like if he releases oh, it, oh yeah, there, yeah, 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 throw put some chum in the water and 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 you get some him. script kitties, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really yeah. clever. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's amazing. So nobody, they don't know who did it though. It's just. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then there's. Um, Speaking of denial of services, um, at DEF CON, there's a guy that uh, did a presentation where he came up with uh, DDoS coin. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah, right. So, this is a Bitcoin based on denial of service attacks? How does that work? Right. So, typically, you know, with whenever you're doing like any sort of uh, cryptocurrency, you need to do some sort of whether it's proof of work, uh, proof of stake, uh, you know, proof of ownership, different different types of proofs that you have to do in order to have consensus on the blockchain to commit things. And like with uh, Bitcoin, um, I think it's uh, some sort of SHA hash that runs, and it's pretty wasteful, right? Um, because all it does is just like search for hashes, and it doesn't really do anything useful. And there are other coins that are out there, like Prime Coin, where the proof of work is to search for prime numbers. Um, and but there's another one that this guy came out with, uh, Anthony Rose, um, where he came out with DDoS coin, where the proof of work is uh, to do denial service attacks as as a way of of doing uh, basically mining this cryptocurrency. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So I'm trying to. Think, I'm having a hard time actually thinking through all the implications of that. Mm-hmm. Like even mechanically, yeah. how does that work? How so? Well, so instead it, of doing a SHA hash, you get uh, you get uh, orders from um, you know the the central you know thing and saying here attack this IP address and as and you just go ahead and, and attack it and if you uh, okay. attack it for a while and you know there's some sort of proof that you have been attacking it, mm-hmm. you earn some coins. Wow, that's diabolical. Mm-hmm. Huh. All right, somebody's somebody's going to write their uh, master's thesis on that for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, another. Uh, oh, wait a minute, that wasn't Anthony Rose at DefCon. Um, that was a paper somewhere else. Anthony Rose at DefCon. Um, he was he did a session on uh, the terrible security of Bluetooth locks. I had been thinking about this because I was in the I was in the uh, wireless uh, deadbolt market for a little bit, um, and I saw some of the Bluetooth stuff, and I was a little suspicious. Uh, so, so are you going to validate my suspicion now? Yeah. And so, so one part of it is that, you know, the, for a lot of these, the Bluetooth part of it just stinks and is very insecure. And then there, the other part of it is that, um, the actual like lock part of it mm-hmm. is like crap and you could use like a screw, a flathead screwdriver to like open the lock. <laughs> Okay, so so we can guess that like in order to stuff all this Bluetooth goodness in there, they had to kind of go cheap on the actual lock part of the problem. Yeah, probably to hit a, a price point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Which uh, goes back to your XKCD citation of uh, yeah. using a, a crowbar or a hammer to like open the lock, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's awful. So, but then, but, but then the Bluetooth part didn't work particularly well either, right? No, 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 no. It was it was it was pretty bad. Um, it would it would send the uh, in the, you know for some of these they were sending the uh, password and clear text uh, across Bluetooth, um, you know stuff like that. So yeah, and, and with patented security. Oh good. Okay. Okay. Well, if it's patented, it's obviously good. Written by Navy SEALs, I'm sure. <laughs> oh man that's awful that's awful um okay so let's let's talk let's talk about something else it's a you were you just did some press recently right yeah um yeah a little bit here and there um i've been playing around with uh, like i'm too lazy to spin up my own blog site uh Mm -hmm. so i did a couple blog posts on linkedin so uh, a couple of them on the the david gunner show episodes we did um uh, some interviews that that i did so uh People can go and check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, but uh, it's kind of interesting to actually uh, write some stuff and get it up there. Yeah, well, good for you. It's a it's a good muscle to exercise. That's good. Yeah, and for me, it's it's like I can come up with content very very quickly, but it's like that last ten percent of proofreading and just making sure it's just right is what takes like fifty percent of the time. I don't know about you. Uh, yes. Well, I find what takes the most time is mustering the courage to actually start writing it. That's usually yeah. That's the other part. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That takes me weeks to kind of psych myself into it, and then uh, usually at a really inconvenient moment, I get uh, I suddenly get inspired and start writing it. Yeah, yeah. Most of them have been like on airplanes at like four a.m. for me. Yeah, that's right. Like um, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, that is also my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I've just installed the Donald Trump campaigns app on my phone, and now it's asking if I can, it can look at my address book. What do we What do we think about that? Um, yeah, um, that's you may want to do that if you want to make America great again. I guess, but um, <laughs> I, you know, but the the thing is, though, is that in this was a very interesting thing that I saw is that um, uh, when you have these apps um, and they ask for access to your phone book, I mean, all all the time, you know, you install these apps, it's like, yeah, whatever. And you go and you install it and you don't think much about it, but you often forget about what you put in your address book, right? Mm -hmm. Like there may be things like your wife and you put her social security number under the notes in her contact section. Well, if you have an app that can access your contacts, it could actually slurp out those details. Ah, right. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yep. Good. So, Work to the wise. Keep, yeah. it, keep, keep it clean up there in the uh, address book. Yep. Actually, you know what's in my wife, uh, in my address book, the entry for my wife? Uh, do you know what it says in the note, in the note section? No. Uh, it says, uh, met on thus and such date, comma, will be my wife, period. Oh. Isn't that great. sweet? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really glad I had the presence of mind to to to, to date stamp it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not and yeah. Put it in the blockchain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 But um. Yeah. Let's let's uh let's look at this uh, nine tricks to appear smart in brainstorming meetings. Um. Let's uh, go go ahead and click on that. Yeah. Right right on. There. I'm clicking. We'll close out with that. I'm clicking. 
All right. I don't know if you if you saw that. I did um, see this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, 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 what, so what the, do you think about that? Yeah. So the idea here is that uh, so some generic advice, so that regardless of the meeting, regardless of your role, these are things that you could do to appear like you know what's going on, you're, and that you're like contributing to the to the process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Here's my favorite, and actually one of my go tos is uh, leave the meeting, but on your way out, being like, anybody need anything? Water, snack? You guys want any coffee yep. or anything? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, how many of these do you see a week? Somewhere between a third and a half of these I see every week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so the, so the, the reframing one, uh, like the, the person who says about it says, hey, are we asking the right questions here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I, I think... like the idioms. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that putting lipstick on a pig? <laughs> Isn't that gilding the lily? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um. Yeah, this is a this is a great write up. Everyone should click through on this, and uh, and also self diagnose. It's actually after reading this, I became very aware of how frequently I am actually one of these people. Yeah, getting people water and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, it's great. Good, good. Uh, so, Dave, uh, thanks. Uh, this is really nice to uh, spend this uh, spend this time with you. If if only a little bit, at least we got to see each other. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, so if folks want links to uh, if folks want links to the nine things that they can do to appear smarter in meetings, um, if they want to learn how to contribute to the DDoS, uh, DDoS coin, the denial of service Bitcoin rig, um, or if they're uh, just shopping for Bluetooth locks, uh, what website should they go visit? <laughs> DGshow.org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner, show.org. All right. Well, uh, thanks again, Dave. Have a great week. Yeah. Thanks, Gunner. Thanks, everybody. 